0: Steve, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing wonderful.
0: Look at you! It's... I think there's a 60
1: degree temperature on on the on the, the near wet, near term weather outlook, oh, I... which means that maybe the weather winter's getting close to an I end.
0: I think we might have eclipsed it earlier today here in Frederick. I, I don't, I don't want to well, get we your don't Live so. down
1: there in the south where you are, so we got to wait a couple. Weeks All of the days. way
0: down here in the south, um, yes uh 60 we we're expecting 61 and 76 and 76 again on saturday sunday and monday so wow. for you that's great this is the stuff summer says podcast with steve where we just talk about weather that's right only weather <laughs>
1: <laughs> the green screen doesn't work really well in the podcast
0: so that's a challenge <laughs>
1: uh
0: anyways um steve we've got a, a myriad of things to discuss today um both did a little bit of travel. Uh, one of our travel was related to sports. The other wasn't not really related to sports, right? Nope,
1: can't make that nope. connection. Nope, nope, nope.
0: nope. Um, then we also should probably talk about the now continuing on lockout. That is the MLB labor. He, the the sigh and just shaking of his head that Steve just gave. He sounds very, very excited to talk about that. Um And we also probably should talk about some NFL stuff related to media um, because we've been talking about that a lot lately. And there's been a lot since the last time we talked with all of you. So, uh, Steve, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Steve, you went to New York City this weekend. Uh, You week, weekend. How were the musicals? Did you only see musicals?
1: uh we yeah we only saw musicals then we did a night at caroline's comedy club which was kind of cool to do like a comedy club in new york city only musicals we saw come from away the first night there which was the winner in the clubhouse and stayed the winner going forward uh come from away is um a one-act musical about a town in newfoundland on september 11th where all the planes that were grounded had to go i've Um, heard of this story yes um emotional um funny good just really really wonderful um then we saw Music Man went traditional. With Music Man, but Hugh Jackman was in the lead role, so traditional with guitar. Um, then there was Six, which was Henry the Eighth, Six Wives, which was more or less rock concert with six women.
0: Uh, I remember that one from the Macy's Day Parade this year. Yep, there you
1: go, there you go, cool. Um, and then there was Caroline's, and then there was the Moulin
0: Rouge. So
1: show good. after show after show.
0: Everything good
1: everything was, yeah, everything was good. Um, come from way was really good. I okay. mean, just, I can't imagine being a New Yorker when it first opened up in town with just knowing the story and knowing <clears> the connections <throat> and whatever else it was just, it was good. So yeah, that was Nashville.
0: It was, it was fantastic. Let me tell you what, um, right before, after our last podcast, right at the end, after we were done, you always, we, you and I always had a quick chat about what's coming up on our horizons and you were like, it's an expensive city and boy, is it, um, there were, you could not find a cheap beer in that town. Um,
1: not in downtown for sure.
0: I spent $7 on a yingling and I felt disgusted because I knew that for only three more dollars at the the beer, just beer store right around the corner from Margarita's Pizza in downtown State College, you can get it for $11 or $10, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but that being said, I had never been to Nashville, and let me tell you what, i the Music City Bowl does not sound like the Music Shitty Bowl anymore, um, so I would definitely be down to go. I think that was, would be a fun time. Um, let's see. We got in after some travel logistics. Uh, on my flight was Kenny Albert, uh, which is so cool. exciting, um, and then got in mid-afternoon, went to a place called Assembly Hall Market, which is right next to the, the Ryman Auditorium. It's like a food hall. Yep. You have to check it out if you go there. We actually heard the best musician we heard all weekend there, which was um, some guy by the name of Carl Walkner. Uh, so shout out to Carl Walkner. He was Australian. Um, and then we... Had dinner there. Went to did the whole bar hop thing. Um, that's a city that hits you and it hits you hard. Um, let's just put it that way because Saturday morning was a little slow on the get go. Um, went to Honky Tonk Central. Went to Margaritaville. The it, the problems with the evening started at Margaritaville when the guy handed us a free loaded land shark, um, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a land shark yeah. with a shot of tequila. Um, it was all downhill from there um but that was free that was the cheapest drink of the week well no the drink wasn't the the beer wasn't free but the the tequila was free after that so and that was a hefty amount of tequila then let's see honky tonk central and then we ended the evening at tootsie's um I apparently Venmo'd the band $20 to play Bruce Springsteen. I do not remember <laughs> hearing Bruce Springsteen play. Um, See, so.
1: and, and, and I to tell you, this, so the, the Venmo, the technology thing is just too easy. Like if you can do Everywhere. that, with, Everywhere. Without, but not knowing it, like it's one thing to hand somebody like a bill and forget it, right? Venmo, like you had, there was some thumb action involved somewhere, right? It, like it's not just one It's button. a
0: miracle that I sent this person. It could be a completely wrong person. And that's why I didn't hear Bruce Springsteen, but <laughs> who knows? Um. So then Saturday morning, got up, uh, I don't know, I had hotel breakfast and then just kind of bopped around. We went to Martin's barbecue and as we were leaving Martin's barbecue, which was the best barbecue I've ever had in my life, that's not an exaggeration, but I just, I was discussing with, with our friend that we went to the game with, who is from the South and he's like, this is pretty good. I've had better. Realized it's because I've lived in the north my entire life. Sure, yep. He's lived in the south for most of his life. Was um, so we're leaving, we were walking by, and there's these buses, and I was like, "Those are the team buses." So we stayed for two hours and waited for the lightning to come out. And if you've ever been to Nashville, I don't know if you, if you saw this on my Twitter, but if you've ever been to Nashville, the bachelorette parties take these buses that are like. It's an old school bus that they cut out and put glass over. So there's those. But then there's also one that's pulled by a tractor. Yep. Uh, and the Lightning took the one that was pulled by the tractor. So it was 100% worth the two hour wait to see that happen.
1: Oh, that's very
0: cool. Um, they were supposed to
1: shut those down. So I'm glad they got a reprieve. Like, because we were there in October for the Penn State hockey game. And the big local news was that they were trying to shut them down as of the start of the year, which you knew they weren't going to. They were doing just a power play. But I'm glad they.
0: Yeah, it, those it did, um, it those look like a fun time, but also a very dangerous time.
1: Well, I'm hoping for fun because I don't want calls from from Nashville when I know I have daughters at two bachelorette parties in the coming months. So let's let's vote for fun,
0: Steve. Hopefully. If Steve, if we go to Nashville together, Penn State makes the Music City Bowl. Cool. Would you like Would you like to go on one of those buses with me? Sure. Okay, oh, all right. Oh, there we oh. Go. if
1: Penn State goes, I, I'm rooting for Penn State to go to the Music City Bowl. Oh, it's like
0: it's it it would I, just be I don't, wonderful. I don't want Penn State to go. Like, I want either Power Six or Music City Bowl, and nothing in between.
1: Right? Like, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe the Vegas Bowl. We'll see how Vegas is at the end of the month. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. Then went to a friends had to go get something from the cars. We headed to the game, so we we stopped into a very traditional bar that you would see in Nashville, which had. Um Karaoke and a mechanical bull. Sat there for about an hour and watched people make full of themselves on the mechanical bull. Did not want to spend the five dollars to make full of myself on the mechanical bull. Steve, do you have a you question pay, about you? You camera? paid
1: the ghost. You paid the ghost band four times that much for no music. You for, for, I just for paid five some bucks. Random been,
0: random person twenty bucks for that. Yeah, you'd
1: have made a memory for life. Anna would have taken a video. It would have been great.
0: Um. Then we walked over the pedestrian bridge, which. I'll get to that after the game because I have. There was a great fan fest before the game, sponsored by the NHL, um, a lot of different of sponsor vendors and stuff like that. So that was cool. Going to the game, we had great seats. Uh, shout out to our friend Christina Kehoe with those. Um, for those, long story short, um, I had never been to an outdoor hockey game. I was very concerned about a couple of things. I was concerned about the sight lines. We were up high, so that wasn't really an issue. And I was also concerned about following the puck. And uh, to be honest, it wasn't really a problem, except for when the puck went up in the air. That was kind of the, the hardest time to see mm-hmm. the puck. I have never sat that far away from a hockey game before or watched a hockey game from that perspective before. Game moves a lot slower than if you're in the arena, not to say that it was a slowly, slow place game. It was just very fascinating to watch the game develop in a different way. It's kind of like how we where I, I know you don't believe this, but I find it different when you sit up top where you sit at Beaver oh, stadium yeah. no, and
1: different. you can
0: watch the plays truly develop very similar. Yep. Um, One of the game game was awesome. It was, it was the best put on sporting event I've ever been to very like no, no snags, no nothing. Like, was best put on sporting event i've ever been to um then after the game we stumbled into or so after the game you leave there's really if you park downtown which is on one side of the river there is only one way to get back over basically and that is the same bridge that every single person has to take let me tell you what that was a shit show (laughs) um that took twice as long as it should have um, because
1: people weren't walking it just it just was like
0: because you're trying to fit sixty thousand people into a ten foot wide area basically right. okay. um, so there was that um then went to a taco Bell cantina that had live music, and that was the greatest experience of my life to be at a Taco bell with live music uh to get some food after the game then. Um Stumbled into a couple bars. Stumbled into the last bar we were at on Broadway all weekend, which was this very country. Like I called him Kanye Twitty. I met Conway Twitty, <laughs> uh, but that type of that type of country music, which was a little, yeah, a little tangy for me. Yeah. Twangy for me. Um, and Sunday uh, went out to the the Gaylord Opryland. Check yep. that out
1: it's a big place it's
0: a big massive place massive place um but yeah it's a great town I, I really think that the music city bowl for all those penn state listeners i i think that's the bowl you're rooting for if penn state can't make a new year six
1: oh I, I look i agree like it's a it's a great town the weather's not going to be horrible that time of year they know how to put on an event i don't know whether the hockey game was all nhl or nhl and preds or how that worked but but they know how to produce an event there because they do, there's an event every night in that town, probably multiple events every night in that town. And they know what they're doing.
0: The thing that blew me away. And I feel like a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say this and it's probably stereotypical of anybody that goes to Nashville. You'll walk into literally anywhere and there's live music.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that, that in um, honky tonk central is, is a four level bar. We only went to the, the third level was the highest we went they have a band on every level at like pretty much all hours of the day, yep. which is just insane to me. Uh, a lot of good music. Didn't really hear anyone bad. It seems like you have to really know your stuff. to.
1: Yeah. I was impressed play. when we were there, like the, you know, the requests they would get or what they come up with made somehow, somehow fake their way through it and make yeah. it, make it more than fake their way through it. So yeah, it can spoil you if you, if you like live music, cause it's just, everybody's really pretty good, which I guess makes sense. Um, and it's just a fun town. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's fun without being crazy. At least it didn't seem when we were there, it wasn't over the top crazy. Now, I, I don't know if I'd want to be there on New Year's Eve or something, but.
0: Yeah. Um, pretty cool. The cool thing about that experience for me from the sports fan perspective, I think outside of watching a hockey game outside for the first time in my life was the fact that it was, it felt like a bowl game. Like that's what it felt mm-hmm. like. Everywhere from when we got into town, Literally, as soon as we got off the plane, too, when we took off off, off and, and landed, on, um, there was lightning stuff everywhere you looked. It was it was insane, um, and even the predator on Saturday, there were a lot more predators fans down and out, out, out and around hanging out. But it, it was funny. I was I said to Anna, normally there's always like a storyline that comes out of those games, like something like that with fans, and. I I think that the predators and the NHL did a great job putting the event on. But all anybody could talk about were was the fact that the lightning took over like the stadium and, and the town for the weekend. That yeah, was no, it's,
1: it's a destination city, right? I mean, I, that's the that was our experience with with Penn State North Dakota hockey, right? It was all North Dakota. And but it's a destination place and people love it. They go and, and they they go for an event and the town does the events right and does them well. And that's that's you know, so you see have a good experience. I can't imagine. I I mean, I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody on a weekend when I was there or after a trip to Nashville that somebody went and they said, you know, I didn't like it very much. I'm not going back. Like, I've never heard those words.
0: I I at first was like, oh, this is a little overrated. And then you kind of got to like ease into it a little bit. Um, But no, it's, it's, it was cool. It was, was, like I said, it wasn't exactly a cheap town, but it was great, great time.
1: No, you can maybe find a bargain flight, but you're not going to find a cheap beer, at least not down on Broadway or not, you know, within
0: walking distance of Broadway. No, and the other thing is, like, I, I, I mean, I realized there were a lot of bars on Broadway, but, man, there's a lot of bars on Broadway. You yeah, could, spend, you could like... spend weeks and not hit them all, I feel like. That's true. Um, All right. Anyways, I know that wasn't a lot about the, the game, but the game was uh... – You said the game was good. You said it was yeah. wonderful. No, it was fun. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was an incredible sporting event. Um, that stadium, not a lot of food options that were good and it's kind of meh okay. it's very very average that wasn't the worst and i been. that was now my 10th nfl stadium i've been to two nfl games in my life um but
1: then you're probably doing it right
0: for uh, the other events yeah so all right anyways anything else you want to add any other questions
1: no i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying to i'm waiting now anxiously for the bowl game so they can ride the chapter together
0: yeah i think i think that if if penn state we could
1: do we could do a
0: podcast from the tractor oh my god could you imagine i wonder how much the tractors cost like i didn't look into it but i would spend money on that
1: i'm sure i have a daughter who knows I'm, i'm sure we have a listener who knows at this point if she's still listening yeah because i think it has been part of the effort that will happen
0: did you? The other thing that I that made me laugh about the whole Broadway experience was the boot place that is buy one get two pairs free. Yes. Um, didn't go in. I had my own pair of cowboy boots, which.
1: So do I. So I didn't. But I was really af- after a couple stops at bars. I was really lobbying hard for it, and I thought I was going to get approval. And I, th- I and I probably could have gotten buy-in on that. But like them, then we were down. Like I guess maybe they just shipped them home. But I'm like, how am I going to get the damn things home? Because we had packed really light. It was like a cheap flight, right? And we had like one bag we were sharing. I'm like, how am I going to get them home? But always intrigued by that warm. place whenever I go there. Because it's just warm.
0: So I'll put them I get.
1: guess. I guess.
0: All right. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, would you like to talk about the MLB or the NFL first?
1: Let's get the baseball out of the way. Since, okay. you know, they're he not playing any the baseball.
0: the baseball out of the way. Earlier when I brought this topic up, which you brought this topic up in the first place, uh, you you have some feelings. Um, long story short, in case... Let me, let me give the background before you go off on your feelings here, Steve. Uh, long story short, uh, the first two series, series for the MLB have been canceled for most teams, which is like about six or seven games, depending on who. Um, other than that, they made this weird deadline, and they were like, midnight, we're going to... Midnight on Sunday, and we're going to get this done... They were like, you know what? We're not going to get this done, but we made a lot of good progress. So we're going to go to 5 p.m. on Monday. And 5 p.m. on two, Monday or Tuesday came around. And they were like, yeah, we're not getting this done. And I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard because how close were they that they need that, that seven hours probably of real working time, extra working time, were they going to get accomplished?
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, it. it, it now again, it's an owner lockout, right? But it's still a work stoppage. Um, I think you know you're still in this together in terms of the fans providing a product. Uh, my sigh and frustration with it is it just it just I don't understand how hard it is. I guess and, and I I don't understand because I don't know. But man, get your get your product out there and let people see it and don't frustrate they frustrate them by it because they have more opportunities to not consume your product now than they ever had before. And I'm sure fans will come back in certain places. And because I'm a Pirates fan, maybe I'm not as invested as some other people are. But it just seems silly. You have the cachet of opening day. It is whether you're a baseball fan or not, whether you're a casual sports fan, you know what opening day is or should be. And they'll still have it at some point. But I don't, I just, it just seems like they're doing, they're doing some things in spite of themselves and hurting themselves trying to get to perfect when better or good
0: might serve them really well. My problem with all of this is it's not like this league is hurting for money. The, the, the dollars and cents are showing that the, the owners are making oodles and oodles of money and the players in the grand scheme of things are not asking for a whole lot. I, I, there's a couple teams. There's like a, a, not a majority, but I think it's like 10 teams before the season even starts based off of the TV deals between the regional and national TV deals, they make money. Like, they're making money, regardless of what they have to pay the players. Um, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And that doesn't include tickets, anything like that. I, to me, this is just... This is the owners just dragging their feet and being rich old dudes that that just want to drag their feet. And and here's, here's the other thing with it for me is... I've seen a couple of people point to well, when the NHL did their lockout in 2005, it was actually the best thing that happened for the sport. But the sport of of hockey still at that point was kind of sort of not that it's like an astronomical growth since then, but it was still on the up and up in a lot of newer markets. You you really hadn't developed in Tampa. You really hadn't developed in Nashville, Columbus. You had Atlanta. You had other other places that were. Hmm. Pittsburgh, it was, hockey was not what it was in Pittsburgh. Um, that is now. They made all these changes to the roles, and that made the sport better and more watchable. Doesn't sound like baseball is going to do that here. And I really think that, like you said, for fans like you and I who love baseball, who will turn on a couple Pirates games, we might turn on maybe instead of five, three. Next season, if the Pirates are what they're supposed to be, I think, I think they're really hurting themselves here and there's nothing good from missing games, but they're just dragging their feet to, to drag their feet.
1: Yeah. And I I think they're dragging their feet. You know, my understanding is the start of the season is the least profitable time for them, right? It's colder in general. Fewer fans might come out. You're not getting as big a crowds you know those kind of things so so maybe losing some dates isn't as big a loss to the owners so i, I maybe they think they have some leverage there to say well you're not going to get a game check and but it's not going to hurt us as much as you think i just think at some point no matter no matter the sport owners and players you know have to figure out a way to put their product out there on a consistent reliable basis so fans know what's going on and they can engage in a manner that they're used to and they want to and especially if you're not going to they're not going to make Wholesale changes in baseball rules or how things how things are conducted, it's it's just a, you know, everybody's trying to prove they have the power, show they're in charge, and and the people that get hurt by it are going to be the people who buy the tickets or at some point choose not to buy the tickets or not to watch the games, um, and I, I don't, you know, fans always come back at the start of the season and the big markets are going to have you know the teams that are going to be successful are going to have their fans, but the game as a whole gets hurt it feels like when you do this and i know (laughs) i i know i have less interest i'm like you can't figure out how to present your product there's other places where i can consume products or go outside and you know ride a bike or do something whatever go for a hike as opposed to wait wait for a ball game i
0: think i want to ask you this because you've yeah this was my labor and employee relations is my minor um and and this is something that I do try to pay more attention to, just because of that. Uh, I only got that minor because I couldn't pass accounting, but nonetheless, I was going
1: to ask. But that's that's great. That's, that's still a cool minor. That's good. Yeah. Uh,
0: nonetheless, um, you've lived through more lockouts than me. Do you feel like we're maybe maybe it's just me? You feel like as time has gone on, we've put more pressure, society has put more pressure on the owners in these lockouts and k- sympathize more with the players or were there lockouts where it was like, everybody's just dragging their feet here and you're just, everybody's just holding out money for money?
1: I think the media, from the media side of it, does a very good job. It uh, does a good job of saying this is why this work stoppage has happened, whether it's a player strike or whether in this case it's a lockout. So I think that's, usually pretty clear, but I think after it goes a little while, fans don't really care who started it. They, they, just, want it to they just want it to end. Um, and I don't know. It, it may be that owners perhaps are getting a little, might get a little more heat than they used to now, because I think fans have relegated themselves to the fact that those, that the, that the athletes are making crazy money. You know, 25, 30 years ago when something like this happened, people were all aghast that, that somebody was making that much money and they should just get back to work no matter what. What could they possibly want? At this point, I think everybody realizes it's all play money anyway, at least in, in Joe and Jane Sixpack's world. So I don't think they take the players to task as much as perhaps they do the owners. And again, maybe I'm biased because pirates experience, right? Like there's not much investment in what's going on anyway. Um, so, so you don't so you think that the owners, the problem but yeah I, th- I think maybe the owners might get a little more heat than they did in the past but you know if we if we go a few more weeks fans will blame both sides and just say get back there and do what you're doing cuz you're both it's it's the millionaires and billionaires talk and and I, you know i got to spend a month's worth of salary to get my family's two weekend series kind of thing
0: yeah i i do think about that that aspect and that's has nothing really to do with Well, it does have it's a lot to do with with this the cost to go to a baseball game should not be what it is for the amount of product that is out there so to speak there's 162 in, in your city or in your region here actually here in, in in maryland i'm an hour away from camden yards and an hour away from nationals park and that's that's a, 162 opportunities for me to go watch baseball a year at least you know especially with the nats being half decent some years they make the playoffs a few games it's still going to be like like 50 bucks easy just to get in for semi decent seats you don't know, if you don't want to sit all the way up top yeah you, but then you're talking food beer drinks parking all of that it shouldn't cost that much for a baseball game it it just should no
1: i i believe that and, I, and that's why i always thought football was pro football and college football were a great bargain, right? Cause, cause you're getting one, one one eighteenth one 18th of the season <laughs> versus one 162nd of the season for your ticket price. And honestly, the get in price for a baseball game, depending on how well, how good the tickets you buy anymore, especially for an MLB game compared to a college game. I mean, heck, if you want to see good college football, you can have a season ticket to pit for, for what it costs for, uh, you know, a couple, to go to a, to go to a Pirates game, probably. Yeah, Pitt you
0: know? season t- as a former Pitt season ticket holder, Pitt season tickets are not very expensive. Yeah, we had them one year, too. I had them for two, Steve. There you two, go, Steve. Two years. You
1: gotta um, what you got
0: to do? Anyways, I just... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that was part of it that's annoying me with all of this. I... I kind of want to agree with you and be like, yeah, just, just play, shut up and play baseball. But at the same time, like when you look at it, I think they were for the minimum player salary, which like those guys get treated like crap. They were off $50,000. and Yeah. You do that a couple of times over and it, it does add up, but does it add up that much when you're this whole league is pulling in like something like $4 billion a year or something like that? Come on, you know what I'm saying. So,
1: yeah, no, and their mobile rights that you talked about before. I mean, those baseball baseballs rights, mobile wise, they've done a great job with that in terms of monetizing that revenue stream through the years.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I think, I think, yes, you use this as an opportunity. Hmm, maybe we should should look at what we're doing with the product on the field, but at the same time, just shut up and and pay them. I think that's my my spicy hot take on all of this. Yeah.
1: It's a good take. There you go. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate your support. All right. Anything else you want to have about baseball?
1: Nope. Let's wait and see what happens. How long it takes me to get out there to play baseball. Actually.
0: I feel like, I feel like we are not going to get baseball until. Maybe may. That's kind of what my gut's telling me, but at that point then, like what's the point of having the season? well, I actually disagree with that because I think baseball season should be shorter. I think baseball season should be like a hundred games max.
1: Yeah, it'll be. I, I I I know we're going to have minor league baseball because the minor league baseball teams are already sending me emails to say this isn't us. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you buy tickets.
0: Yeah, I uh, I need to buy my keys, Frederick Keys semi season tickets. Yeah, proud semi season ticket holder of the Frederick Keys. All right, moving on. Um, all kinds of stuff has been happening in terms of the NFL media announcer booth broadcast shuffle that's going on. Um, the main one is it looks like it's pretty much a done deal that Troy Aikman is headed over to the Monday Night Football crew, which I'm excited about because I think he he is... I, I don't mind Troy Aikman. I think he is probably the number two analysts for me. Uh, Big Louis Riddick guy. And I know he's probably going to replace Louis Riddick, but hey, Louis Riddick's probably going to be the GM of the Steelers. You heard it here first. Um, So along with that though, is Trey Aikman and Joe Buck have kind of sort of been, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Oh, nice. Look at that. Yeah, sure.
1: Um,
0: Iced tea and lemonade. Uh, Things that go together well. And it very much seems like Joe Buck wants to follow Troy Aikman over to ESPN, which is kind of sort of interesting because Joe Buck has been on Fox for as long as I can remember. And I, I'm probably sure that as long as Joe Buck has been Joe Buck announcer and not Joe Buck, the, the son of the other Joe, Joe Buck, right? Joe Buck, John Buck, Jack, Jack Buck, can remember the too many J's, um, He's always been there. He's done baseball and football. And he's kind of always been that voice of fall for you. So I'm kind of surprised by that. But then when I think about how close and how well Troy and Joe work together, I'm not surprised by that. I think that that's going to be what happens. And I'm very fascinated to see what Fox does to replace because I can't think of another it guy other than former flight co-writer Kenny, Kenny Albert, maybe, but that would be, that would kind of be surprising because Kenny Albert does so much already. Um, well, but he already does football. So what am I talking about? I can't think of like another premier guy. So. Right.
1: No, it's just with the dominant. I don't know who the domino is that falls up to that spot. Yeah. If it opens up, it just doesn't. And of all the announcer moves that have happened in recent years, I mean, I mean, even years ago when, when Fox got the, the end of the package, it got to get in the NFL. It basically brought all of CBS's folks to Fox. But for for Joe Buck to leave Fox, that he's even considering it, just feels huge because he is their baseball and football voice, and it it, it just it's just it boggles my mind. Um, and it, it's interesting from all the interworking. I mean, Aikman's salary totally blew up ESPN's salary structure mm-hmm. if he goes there because he's going to be paid more than Stephen A. Smith is, who was the high, the highest guy. And I can't imagine that's going to sit well, right? And then it, you're going to have the other negotiations with other experts and people who, you know, whether it's Adam Schefter or whatever else, who feel they have a value that should be more than than a guy who does 20 games a year, right? Um, I'm excited about Aikman moving to Monday. I'm, I know what I think that means to, to, to that Monday night team going away. And if Lewis Riddick becomes the Steelers GM, I'm okay with that being a landing spot for him. Um, I'm sure the other two will, two will land somewhere. Um, and if Buck comes, then Fox has two big, big seats to fill. If he doesn't, they've still got to figure out something for that number one team. Um, you know, and then the, and then you've got the other side of it. You've got Sunday night football getting sh- getting shaken up with with the change there. So change is there, perhaps maybe both seats. So
0: yeah, I didn't. I, I haven't really thought about. it. We are really on a new. I mean, because the crews on the head crew on Fox mainly so much CBS and and NBC have been the same for the majority of my life uh, or at least of my sports viewing awareness life for ESPN. It's, it's bounced around a lot because it was Al Michaels. And then it was kind of sort of whoever else they've had along the way. But this is really an interesting era uh, of all of that. I'm, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if the way that Joe and Troy work together, they go, I am interested to see though what happens to the baseball aspect of that because who does Fox get, do you go reach out to a Bob Costas who not necessarily isn't really done a lot of play by play recently, but has done it before. And it was, has called a couple world series if I recall correctly. Um, So there's an option. Do you just go hire somebody new? Do you get somebody like Kenny Albert? I, I, I think Kenny Albert's great. I don't know if he's great for baseball because Baseball is more of a conversation. You're having a conversation during the game, whereas as football and pretty much basketball and hockey, you are talking about what's happening point A to point B the whole time. Um, So that's interesting to me. The other thing that's interesting that all of this is Steve, you know, my favorite fun fact, which is that Al Michaels was traded basically for the rights to Oswald, the lucky rabbit, which was Walt Disney's original was Mickey Mouse before Mickey Mouse. Oops. He just kind of sort of fell into Universal's lap, which by way ended up into NBC's lap, sort of, so to speak. And then when Sunday Night Football really wanted to get bigger and get going, they trade legitimately just traded the rights so that Disney could put Oswald the Rocky, Lucky Rabbit out in the park at Disneyland and Al Michaels could do football for NBC we might have a similar situation going on now that Jim Miller is saying that he thinks what's going to happen is that Troy, if Troy Aikman does, or I'm sorry, if Troy Aikman does go, Joe Buck probably would also go, but would have to leave his contract early. And in part of that would have to ESPN and Fox would basically have to swap some of their uh, big 10 games, which are, Outside of the NFL, probably Fox's most viewed sporting events of the year. Interesting. I think that's very interesting because, to me, number one, it affects Penn State fans, Penn State people. But number two, what does that? Oh, this is like a this is like a deep thread. What does that tell me about the future of the Big Ten with ESPN? If ESPN is comfortable with giving up a few games here or there Or right, does ESPN want to get back into that or do they does the Big Ten just stay with Fox oh, see where I'm going Steve well, I feel but, like I'm Charlie I think Day and no but I think,
1: I think you're probably right about the, the ESPN and and the Big Ten thing I think the SEC showing up at ESPN makes doesn't make the Big Ten necessarily less valuable but, but it certainly makes it not the marquee college football product that ESPN has so from the Big Ten's perspective, and you know, when their rights are up, which is now as they're negotiating, they're certainly happy to have other people interested. And if, he, if it goes away from ESPN, I think that's a loss. I mean, I think that's a loss in relevancy. Um, I did just no matter who gets it, if it's not ESPN, but it wouldn't shock me that it wouldn't, wouldn't be ESPN. And I think that rabbit hole you're t- talking through, there, there's just so many different dominoes and pieces that, that of all these things that work together and, and the ways that they're trying to find revenue streams and trying to drive viewers, and it it won't. It, I don't think the, the merry-go-round is going to settle anytime soon mm-hmm. on these decisions, and and unfortunately, <laughs> I was thinking too about all the things that have impacted the team that the team the broadcast team that I like least is the one that seems like it's going to be intact for next year with, with Nance and Romo, which uh, you know they're okay, but I did like I. Do like Buck and Aikman better, and I, I even like Michaels and Collinsworth better. Like of, of those three, those two, those two are both above Nance and Romo for me. And that those those pieces are going to be broken up and and parted out somewhere else is, is going to be a shame. I think for viewers.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I, I just think like football is going to sound very different next year. I, I, I really think that that's the bottom line of all this. Yep, I saw true. Herb Street was thinking about doing the the Thursday night game with Michaels and who knows, like what if I don't think he would ever leave ESPN, but by God, imagine if Kirk Herstry left, left ESPN for a higher job, who knows? Maybe he goes to Fox. Maybe he takes Troy Eggman's spot. Um, Cause Fox has the, of the two deals of the afternoon deals, Fox technically has the better deal. They get a, like a slightly better pick on terms of the game of the week type thing. Not that they really get to pick, they're still locked into that nfc um afc thing uh but anyways let's see no
1: i mean herb street Street to amazon would be awful i mean great for his pocketbook no doubt about it um and he's in nashville too bad you didn't get a chance to see him i didn't think about that um but yeah because he's just the voice of coming i think we're coming up to a time and it's all driven by the money as always but it just seems silly money lately that that we're going to the voices and sounds that were associated with certain things are going to change a lot in the next couple of years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty much, pretty much what it is. Um, anything else you want to add about all that? Nope. we get to hurry
1: up and wait on that one too and see what happens.
0: Yeah. I'm very fascinated. Like I, like, is the, all of this taken care of by the draft or is this after the draft stuff? Um, Uh, It's after
1: the draft. I don't think these seats stop spin until
0: July. You heard it there first. Steve is saying till July. All right. uh, Moving on. Steve, this week's old guy, young guy is brought to you by. Are you ready? Are you ready? You look so anxious. I'm waiting. The grocery stores. Steve, tell me who does the grocery shopping in your household? And let me ask you a follow-up question after that question. So go
1: ahead. It's probably a 60-40 split in my favor. In your favor? Yeah, it depends on I mean, it ebbs and flows. Okay. Maybe it's 50-50. It depends on in the past couple months, it's been more Susan. But before that, it was probably more me. So, okay. Okay.
0: Now, my follow-up question on that is, how do you do your grocery shopping and by that i mean do you go buy stuff at the beginning of the week and then at the, the end of the week you run out of food type thing or are you someone who goes to the grocery store gets like tonight's meal then tomorrow goes gets tomorrow's meal maybe another meal for the no, another, next two day no no it's not i mean
1: there may But be, you don't
0: live very close to a grocery store right like but we drive
1: by off three of them in state college on the way home like we're okay. on the west side of town so you got to go buy Wegmans Weiss we got Aldi's now and Giant I mean we could buy four if we want them um but I'm not I'm pretty I don't like I, I go to Wegmans I don't like the other places because they freak me out like I just I, I know uh, that my was my at.
0: that was my next question are oh, you yeah, like, loyal to a brand
1: I'm pretty loyal like I I mean if, if if Susan says hey they have this at this other place I'm like well don't they have it somewhere else too like why do I have to go there and if it's ten cents cheaper, I'm like, I don't care.
0: Like it's I know not, we're... Yes. there's times you do a little bit. Like I'm <laughs> going to spend that much on gas going to the other store. Right. There's so. got to be
1: a number that's bigger than that. Okay. Um, no, we're probably once a week ish.
0: Okay. Why? Is, do you do you do a daily thing? So okay, so this is a uh, this is a topic in in my household. Growing up, pretty much, my mom would always just stop at the grocery store on the way home from work. That was tonight's dinner. And then tomorrow stop at the gro stop at the grocery store on the way home from work. That was that night's dinner. I tend to do that more often than Anna, but Anna goes to the grocery store. Like tonight she went to the grocery store and then she's, we're good for the, the next week. Solid give or take. I don't know. I just, maybe there's something about like getting out of the house that I like to go to the grocery store. Like, I probably go to the grocery store more days than I should, uh, but I'm just curious about that. We are not loyal to a brand. We have a couple of different brands that we go to. Usually, if we need something quick, we go to Wise. Most of our grocery shopping will get done at Aldi or Lidl, which we have a Lidl down here. Yep. Um, just because we're not like we're not name brand snobs for the most part, and we also cook with a lot more fresh things and. Those places tend to have those a little bit cheaper. Um Trader Joe's was today's grocery run. That's usually like a two-week grocery run because you stock up on all the goodies from Trader Joe's. Wait, yeah, you drive by Trader Joe's. But that
1: can't be, but but Trader Joe's is not a place where you can get everything, right? Like there's we still get stuff a we, lot
0: of things there. Not everything, but a lot of things there. There must
1: be stuff that we don't like. I like their other like food mixes or things or whatever else. I can see that there's stuff that's interesting, but it's just like Although we have meat, like we will do like half a cow with like the family, right? So like, I don't have to, we don't usually have to worry about beef if it's there. We'll get chicken once a month or once every two months and div- divvy it up and freeze it. So, and, and Aldi's, Aldi's is a new new addition right across the street, basically from Trader Joe's. And that's okay. But again, I kind of kind got to go look around. I don't know where shit's at, right? So I, you know, it's it's an extra two seconds, right? Oh my but I'm gosh. not the most chasing person in the world. So, Yeah. Steve, are you a Wegman's sub guy? Do you like Wegman's subs? I do not. No, okay. I'm a sub snob. Uh, that's I a... like CC Pepper snot subs. Um, what? CC Peppers were good subs. They still are. Um, uh, and in, I, I don't know if you know an Altoona, There's been a. There's been a. It looks like there's an offshoot of the long-standing Mariana subs mm-hmm. who have changed <laughs> in the past couple of years. Like they the way their package has changed. Mm-hmm.
0: But I yeah. bought at, the order I, forms different now too. I think.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but I bought a, a powerhouse sub from someone the other day. And it's from Altoona and looks
0: yeah, that's an very much rant, not-
1: like Mariana's did, you know, when you were in high school selling stuff where our kids were selling them. Like it's it's like that's the old Marianas look and feel of what it is. So I don't know whether somebody just said, Hey, we can still do the old model
0: or what. I think I think it's kind of like we're gonna borrow that model and, and try to compete. I will say you like the um, Wegman subs sorry i love Wegman subs okay. i would i love that sub juice i would bathe in that sub juice i love that stuff oh, i need would make drink a list. it straight and i we have need to
1: make a list i went i went bathing in the tractor in new orleans it's perfect during the podcast perfect perfect. <laughs> perfect
0: i let me tell you what i love that stuff um I was just curious if, because that's that's the best part of going to Wegmans for me. That's pretty much the only reason. That and their sushi is actually very good sushi. So
1: oh, see, I'm not a sushi. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the best part about Wegmans is. It's just convenient enough. I mean, their produce is okay. All these maybe is better if we really looked.
0: Um, Here's the problem with with like Aldi and in Lidl is like, if you get an onion, you are committed to using an onions every night for the next week because you don't you can't just buy one you have to buy like a the bag, bag. Right, right or potatoes you were eating potatoes for the next year well as it, we were
1: there for Thanksgiving right because we knew we had people yeah. and it was like at the bag well I did I tell you my Wegmans story mm-mm, mm-mm. about checking out God. Okay. so this is what I don't like about Wegmans so at Christmas time last year we went to Wegmans Susan and I ran in really quick I had my wallet driver's license money she's just with me because the two of us to the store together we bought a bought some food and that included a bottle of wine for my brother and sister-in-law as we're checking out at the register they wanted us to show both of our ids They <laughs> both. <laughs> thank you for that reaction susan was okay with it i'm like but i've got the card that i'm paying with like and i even got the cash if you want cash she has nothing to do with this transaction. She's standing so, beside me. Like you're a very young looking
0: woman, but you do not look under the under and age the woman's of eighteen. Like, no, or it's our
1: policy that
0: everybody in the party. Well, I guess because we're because
1: of the college town thing.
0: But what would you do? Like, what? Like, say you took, say you had like a little kid, or just a kid, a fifteen year old. You can you not buy wine? No. I don't know.
1: I, I and see, I I wasn't in the in the mood to have the conversation. I went I went straight to, okay, well, then if that's the case and we can't do that, and I'm sure it wasn't said this calmly at all. I said, just leave, just put it, back. Just leave it there. I don't care. Leave it there. And Susan's like looking at me. She's like, she's going to be fine. She's going to let us. So I said, so the lady was lecturing me on the policy, but then going to inform me that she wasn't following it. So she was not doing her job then. Is that what you're telling me? Like, which one do you want? It's a stupid policy. So... I don't take Susan when I go buy alcohol in there anymore. Because that's I don't fine. I'll just go these. to the other place. Exactly. Oh,
0: oh man, that that's great. Um, no, I, I, I think that's that's wild. Um, but yeah, I love Wegmans. We have a Wegmans down here. That's one of the reasons why I moved here. So, all right. Well, that was like I can't. T- I don't have anything to top that. That was. The best story I've heard on in this podcast, I think, in quite some time. Um, <laughs> there you go. Okay, so sorry, just just laughing at it. I'm just picturing you being like, just put it back. Just fine. Just, just put it back.
1: So <laughs> oh, that's I'm not gonna fight you on it. If that's your policy. Put it, back. <laughs>
0: right, just put it back. Um, this has been another episode of the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Make sure you bring your IDs next time. Um. We've got an email at stuffsummer says podcast at gmail.com. You can rate us five stars, give us five stars, all of that, or give us a good review. Um, there's the email. My Twitter handle is at stuffsummer says, yours is at right, Steve Sampson. Other than that, I don't have a whole whole lot less, but make sure that if you were buying alcohol at Wegmans to have both of your IDs. That's the there lesson today, class. See you. Bye.